Hello and welcome back to the Lilith Petcast. I'm your host James and today we are going over the episode Pitch Perfect. And I know it's a little delayed but, you know, stuff. I'm not gonna bother. Like, each episode will be out when it's out. Although I do kind of plan on releasing another episode later this week. But we shall see. So... Let's begin. Blythe is focused on her mom's journal. And Zoe says that she's going to go to her audition. And she waits for Blythe to respond, but Blythe doesn't, so Zoe responds for her. So she wishes herself luck and hopes that Zoe doesn't get lost in those hamster tubes, which are still there from uh, hamster hoods. And Zoe thanks herself and takes her leave. And then we see a little bit of uh, Penny chasing Pepper and Minka with paint. And Russell comes up to Blythe and says that she's not really doing her job of watching the pets, which that hasn't been too much of a problem in the past. Although we are in season four, the season of trying to nail it down. And... Maybe they're trying to nail this down a little more. But we've also seen, like, Blythe do, like, other busy work around the pet shop. And... Alright, I am still really, really confused about Blythe is supposed to be in high school. That, that just confuses me. I don't get it. So, anyway. Uh, Vinny is also rolling Sunil around in a little pet ball during this. And Blythe counters with, I'm not obsessed. You don't know the meaning of the word. Now, if you'll excuse me, it's been ten seconds since I've looked at the book. And she turns back to it. And Russell, completely missing the point, somehow... The point he was trying to make in the first place is that he does know the meaning of the word obsession, but he doesn't remember if it originates from Greek or Latin, and he goes to check the dictionary. It originates from Latin, by the way, just just to let you know that. So, he finds the dictionary in Mrs. Twombly's office, right underneath Mrs. Twombly's prized doorknob collection, which isn't there. Bum bum ba. So that's the conflict for the B story of the episode. It's really weird. Like because it's called pitch perfect or perfect. Like the thing with Zoe's audition seems like it should be the A plot, but both stories in this episode feel like they carry an equal amount of weight at least I don't I'm not sure if like it's fair to say that like this plot has like more going for it I don't know it's uh it's odd so then Zoe arrives in an alley with a bunch of cats and Delilah is there with her associates Myla and Shyla. And Zoe asks what happened to Twyla. 
And Delilah says that she had herself a litter of kittens, which is why she's holding auditions in the first place. <laughs> which, good for her? I guess, I don't, I don't know if Delilah likes the fact that Twyla had kittens. It's odd. Is there some drama we don't know about? With these cats? I don't know. She doesn't seem like... I don't know. She doesn't seem excited about it. But she doesn't seem... Like... Mad about it either. Uh, really? It's just kind of weird. Um, hmm. Well... Let's continue. So... They're auditioning for an Ali Capella championship. Okay. Man, I am really not all the way back there from the break I've took. Because I've written it down a lot. But saying it aloud like this is just... It's just odd. Okay. But Delilah really wants to win... And she says, we didn't cross the ocean to lose. So back at the pet shop, Russell wakes up, and the animals in Blythe minus Sunil are there and wondering what happened to him. Russell explains that he fainted because Mrs. T's doorknob collection is gone. And everyone worries except for Sunil, who is still rolling around, pops out of the ball once he is stopped, and asks, what I miss? Blythe tries to rally everyone, but Mrs. Twombly interrupts, wondering whom Blythe is talking to. Blythe says she's talking to herself, and then she explains that she thinks Mrs. Twombly looks tired and should go take a nap, which she usually does in her office after pulling one of the doorknobs, except it's not there anymore. I don't think. Uh, Mrs. Twombly, on the other hand, says that she's too excited about the surprise she has planned, Blythe asks, what surprise? And then Mrs. Tromley says she can't tell her. Don't you know what surprise means? Hold on, I've got a dictionary in my office. And then Blythe cuts her off and defines surprise. So Mrs. Tromley says, see, I knew you knew what surprise meant. Well, I've got a bus to catch. See you in an hour. Blythe says that they need to find the doorknobs before Mrs. Tromley gets back. And then Vinnie asks... We're not professional doorknob finders, are we? And then Russell comes out wearing a suit and sunglass, putting up police tape. And he says that they need to set up a perimeter and search the area. And he's doing all sorts of weird lingo, which includes calling doorknobs portal twisters, <laughs> which is amusing. And Penny's like, where do you get the tie? And Pepper says, forget the tie. Where do you get the police tape? <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, is amusing. I this whole thing is amusing. The the rest of the scene is just amusing. So Russell tells Blythe to drop the reading material because she's on fingerprint duty. And next, uh he tells uh Penny, Vinny and Sunil who are inspecting the police tape to check the net to see if someone's trying to move the goods. 
And then Russell considers that the thief might have gone cold feet and dropped the goods, so he puts Pepper on trash duty. And Pepper doesn't like it because the dumpsters reek. And then Minka asks if she can be Russell's assistant, and Russell says that this is serious business, not a game. And then Minka surprises him by suddenly being dressed as a lab technician and getting everyone motivated. And then Russell's like, yeah, hi. <laughs> so, in an alley, a different cat is auditioning, and they aren't doing too hot. And afterwards, Delilah is unenthusiastic about this cat and calls up Zoe. And Zoe says that everyone else can go home. She has not lost an audition since her first pet food commercial. She then goes into song. So the song is her own song called Not Every Star is in the Sky. And it's actually kind of a good song. It's catchy and does vocal harmony really well. So this is an acapella group, or it's supposed to be, but there is background music to supplement it, which is not acapella. It's more vocal harmony than anything. Which, I like vocal harmony, and acapella is a style of vocal harmony. It's just this is an acapella. Acapella means, like, all the voices are coming from a human point of origin. And, you know, instruments aren't human. <laughs> Unless... <laughs> the, the... I, don't, I don't even know what that would be like. I mean, pets are still alive. <laughs> I guess, like, in this pet capella or alley capella, they use the two words interchangeably... Uh, like, it just comes from a different source. It's, uh, oh, this is weird. Eh. But, it's still good. I'm not gonna, like, take any points off of it for, like, saying it's one thing and it being another thing, even though I do that a lot. Like, for for what it's worth, it could be acapella. If it, like, so wanted to and like the visual like style for like the fantasy aspect of the song is really cool too it's like it's a black background and everything is outlined except for the pets and the people which uh there are people in this uh montage and it's actually really well done and i think it looks really good and, like, the content of the song and the visuals are, like, about Zoe being a star and what that would be like. And at the end, everyone cheers for her, but then it goes back to reality by Delilah also, like, saying Zoe, but in a way of trying to get her attention. And Delilah says that Zoe had the best audition for a dog, but they go with Fluffy, and Fluffy's like, yes! And Zoe is very confused and asks what's up. Delilah says that this is a cats-only group. Zoe asks why she was invited to the audition. Delilah says that she forgot Zoe was a dog, which makes two of them, because Zoe sometimes forgets she's a dog. <laughs> so they walk off, and Zoe is really, really sad. So at the pet shop, Russell reminds Penny, Vinny, and Sunil that they have 32 minutes before Mrs. Twombly gets back. He asks how the search is going. Sunil says it's going terribly, and Russell asks if they can't find anything. 
And Sunil says that they can't do the search. Sunil wants to use Yeehaw, but Penny and Vinny want to use Lithium Seek, which, according to Sunil, is, like, the least intuitive of the search engines. And Penny explains that they like the colors. Russell tells them to pick one and search, and Sunil reiterates that point, but then gets distracted with a website. And Penny points out that the website is a site of nothing but old pet food commercials. So Russell asks what that smell is now, and it's Pepper having arrived from the dumpsters, saying that she has good news. Russell asks, you found the doorknobs? Pepper's like, nope, but we do do a good job of separating our recycling from the regular trash. Yay, Earth! (laughs) When they aren't impressed, Pepper says that she'll keep looking. So Blythe is reading her journal in Mrs. Twombly's office, and is like, wow, Mom, you wore stripes to a leopard party? You were such a fashion rebel. Is that where I get it from? Russell pops in and asks, is there anything in there about the time your mom shirked an important duty? And Blythe says no and then picks up on what Russell means, and she promises it won't happen again, and she begins to dust. Vinny, Sunil, and Penny are looking at the pet food commercial website and they click on a thing called pet foods of the past okay no i was gonna say something but then that makes sense i'll I'll explain a little later it's a commercial for hearty time pet food and the star of the commercial is a young zoe while someone sings about the food zoe's chasing an rc car and like the person pours the food into the dog bowl And it comes out looking like the can, which is a tad bit gross, but the RC car crashes into the food, turning into, like, the regular-looking food outline. Yeah. I really need to get back on this horse. It's, uh... I, I don't know why I'm, like, shocked about saying this stuff. I thought, like, by now, I would be a little more impervious to it, but I guess not. I guess this show still surprises me. Or surprises me with what I have to say. So, Penny asks if that was Zoe, and Zoe, like, who just got back, says yes. Her mascara is running because she's upset. And Zoe says that this was back when she got auditions unlike today penny sunil and Vinny say they're sorry and then Vinny asks if anyone else is hungry sunil hits him because that is not the right time zoe says that she had the best audition but delilah didn't let her in because she's a dog sunil lights up when delilah is mentioned and he asks a bunch of questions And then he says, did she say anything about me? Answer the last question first. And Penny hits him. And Sunil is like, I mean, how terrible. Zoe says that she really wants to compete. And Penny says, it's too bad you don't have your own Ali Capella group. And then Zoe gets an idea and says, yet. Russell is looking over a corkboard of information. Oh, this scene. I love this scene. And he comes to the only conclusion that he can. Russell himself is the thief. 
and he is very confused. Minka then puts him in handcuffs and places him under arrest. Russell says that he must have made an error, and Minka tells him to tell it to the judge. Russell asks why he would start an investigation if he's a thief, and Minka says it's to throw us off the trail. And Russell says, Minka, I didn't do it! And Minka says, you didn't? Good, I didn't want you to turn to a life of crime. And she unlocks the handcuffs. So, Zoe has now assembled Penny, Vinny, and Sunil in her own Ali Capella group called There's No T Stopping Us Meow. Penny giggles at the pun and Sunil joins in. And Vinny does as well, but then he says he doesn't get it. Blaith continues to read and reads, If there's one thing I've learned, it's never ignore a porcupine on a mission. She then hears Russell and says, Or a hedgehog for that matter. She then says she didn't get distracted. And then after some glaring, she says, Okay, I got distracted, but they have time. Russell says that Mrs. Trombley's due back any minute now. So he puts himself on dusting duty and... Uh, gets Blythe to go distract Mrs. Twombly. Blythe is on it. Penny asks what song they're singing. Zoe says, Not every star is in the sky. I'll teach it to you on the way. Vinny wants to do Old MacDonald. Sunil says he does a good Frere Jacques. And Penny wants to do a holiday song. They aren't just for the holidays. They each start singing their own songs with Penny's being Jingle Bells. And Zoe stops them. Her group, her rules. That's what she says. And also that this competition has two hard rules. Number one, no one can do the same song as another group. And number two, no kid songs. Blythe then rushes off but then sees the group and asks what's up. At this point, uh, everyone in the group has berets on, not just Zoe. And that's what gets Blythe's attention. So they explained that they're competing in the Ali Capella championships, which I don't think mean a lot because you'd have to go through like a whole tournament to get to the championships. It's for the sake of the episode. It's fine. I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, you need a conflict and you don't want to have a whole arc dedicated to this. Or much? I don't know. Like, th this, this thing is confusing. And Blythe is confused, but not about what I just said, but about the idea of pet acapella groups in general. And Zoe says that they have lives outside of the day camp. Which brings me to something I have realized recently. So the reason I kind of find the human side more compelling at times, like when there is a human side and a pet side, basically it's because what Zoe said isn't necessarily true. A lot of the pet episodes, like, a lot of the pet stories are bottle episodes. They're about being in or around the pet shop. Like, some aren't. Like, they go to the park a fair amount of times. 
They, they go places. But a lot of the time, like, it's an episode in the day cam. And you can have good bottle episodes. It's just a bit tiring after a while. Especially if, like, the human plot is the plot that has to be outside something else. Like, it, it also wouldn't be, like, too bad, but they give us a good taste of the outside world and how large it is. Sometimes this is done with the pets, and sometimes it's done with the humans. And, I don't know, the human side leaves a bigger impression on me. And, like, it just makes the pet shop seem a little littler than intended. And from what I remember, though, like, season four does a better job of getting the pets out of the pet shop than previous seasons. Or at least making the pet world seem bigger. But again, since this is the last season, it's just a little bit of a case of too little too late. Like, this is another thing they do to, like, get on a track to like hey we have a thing let's actually do something with it instead of cart like just like bunch of one shot episodes it's it feels like it's building to something and whatever that something is like the pets need their own bigger part to play in it so yeah so so we're at this part like they're 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 setting up something i think or at least they're trying to write that perceived wrong because like i don't know like it it's fine if the pets are in the pet shop like they they do good episodes with that. It's just sometimes like the episodes are oh Sunil can't paint or they have bees. And it's just that. It's just that. Like I mean, the actual bottle episode, the, like, uh, snowstorming, when they're literally trapped inside, that is full of drama. But then there's also, we have bees. Ugh. Like, I don't know, it, it might be a bit too pigeonholed by, like, the pets idea. Like, the show. Because, like... Every episode has to have something to do with the pets. They have to have the pets do something. But... I don't know, it seems like it could be anything. At least at the beginning. Season 4, from what I can recall... Like, they, they do a lot more with. Comparatively. So, yeah, back back to the scene. 
so Zoe explains that uh, you know, like they have lives outside of the day camp, and Blythe says, "Right, it's like my mom always says in her journal, life is like a bag of pet food." And Russell reminds Blythe of the task at hand, and Blythe leaves. <laughs> stunning, stunning Forrest Gump reference there. So Blythe is outside and worrying because she can't find Mrs. Twombly. She then comes to the conclusion that if she's taking the bus back, all she has to do is wait at the bus stop. And so she does and starts reading again. So the Ali Capella Championships are underway, and the announcer is wondering if Pitch Perfect will hold on to their title. Which it is really weird that the episode is named after the antagonists of a story. Like, I mean, there are stories named after not the main character and sometimes after the antagonist. But this seems weird to do in a kid's show. Because, I don't know, it seems... It just seems odd, really. Like, it's one thing to, like, call an episode, uh, let, I don't, I don't, uh, well, no, no, I was thinking, cause, like, I don't know, Monster of the Week stuff does that, where, like, an episode could be named after, you know, the villain, but at the same time, like, th- this seems more on a different level. But then again, this might just be, like, the show trying to evolve. But, I don't know, it seems like there's too little of Pitch Perfect for it to be called Pitch Perfect if the heroes are there's no stopping us meow which also is a weird name because why why do they have meow in the title like it's a pet thing sure but none of them are cats at least pitch perfect has like the purr of the cats and they're all four of them are cats <sighs> we are seriously sidetracked but hey, it's I have not done a lot of sidetracking this episode, so I guess I'm getting all of it in now. So backstage, Delilah walks up to Zoe and asks if they came to support her. She talks to Sunil, and Sunil goes all lovey-dovey for a second, but Penny pulls him back, and they explain that they're her competition. Zoe says, you never should have cut me. Pitch Perfect is called to the stage and they head out. Sunil, Vinny, and Penny comfort Zoe, saying that they'll win for sure. However, Pitch Perfect starts singing Zoe's song. There's no stopping as Meow is confused and Zoe in particular is upset. I will say, their rendition of Not Every Star is in the Sky is not as good as Zoe's. I don't think Delilah's range is as big as Zoe's, and the song suffers for it. I just think it's weaker in the in the grand scheme of things. 
So, Zoe screams at them about the song stealing, and Penny says that they can sing it better, which, again, they could. But Zoe says that it would make us look like copycats. And Vinny says, and to think this all started because you weren't a cat. How funny is that? After some silence, Vinny says, not funny at all, which is a bit odd coming from someone who still doesn't get there's no stopping us meow. He, he has actively said he still doesn't get it at this point. So Pitch Perfect comes out and Zoe accuses them of song stealing. And Delilah says that she would never do that. She told Mila to get Zoe's permission. So the rest of the band passed the buck between Mila and Shyla and then to Fluffy. And Delilah is shocked at this. She apologizes and said, Well, like they say, you can't unclang a clanged bell. And Zoe shouts, Nobody says that. And isn't like the past tense of clang clung oh yeah that's why it's been bothering me because like clung is the um past tense of cling not clang would it be clanged oh this is this is dumb uh past tense of Clang. Yeah, the past tense of clang is clanged. And I guess because Delilah is British, she says clanged. So, whatever. But Zoe says that nobody really says that. And Sunil says, I'm beginning to find her less alluring. So, there's no stopping this meow is called to the stage. And Zoe wants to drop out because they can't win. Penny wants to try for fun, but they decide to leave anyway. Vinny's tummy rumbles, and they ask to get food because he's still hungry from the commercials. And Sunil hatches a plan. Blythe is reading from the journal about a lesson Speedy taught Betty slash Lauren. That is still a weird thing. <laughs> uh, if you want something done fast, you should slow down. She talks to an old guy at the bus stop about how good advice this is. And he just kind of shrugs it off. And, like, I, I get it. I don't know if I can express it better. But, like, if you want something done fast, you just gotta, like, take it easy and not stress over it, basically. You just gotta get it rolling. Because, like, the sooner you're not stressed about it, like, this, the easier it'll be. If you're stressed out, it'll cause, like, panic, and you'll do, like, a bunch of mistakes and stuff. I guess I could explain it better. So, the bus comes, and the man gets on, and Mrs. Tomley gets off. She says hi to Blythe, and Blythe says hi back, and then realizes what's going on and chases her. Russell finds a fingerprint in one of the doorknob jars... And he asks Minka to go get the tablet because uh, it has a fingerprint matching app. I didn't actually look this up, but I don't think that should exist. 
Uh, yeah, no, all of the all of the fingerprint things I'm getting here are either security or fun. Like dumb fun little things. Like they have like love tests, a lie detector, um stuff like that. And those are all like fun little things. There's no like actual like we have the fingerprints on file, let's run the app. <laughs> At the implications of that being real are weird at best. So meanwhile, there's no stopping us, Meow, does their rendition of the Hardy Time pet food jingle. And it sounds amazing, and they really do it well. Like, Zoe outperforms the original singer tenfold, and the rest of the pets do their parts really well. Delilah says, I think she's gone bonkers, but the rest of the audience loves it. And they break out laser pointers at one point, and some of the cats jump on it, which is delightful. And Zoe finishes strong, and everyone cheers. It might have been a bit too strong, but everyone cheers. So Mrs. Tombley walks in, and Blythe tries to stop her. When asked why, Blythe can't think of something, and Russell and Minka and Pepper signal her to let it go. So she does. Mrs. T goes into her office, and Blythe goes to the pets and asks what's up. They tell her that they found out who stole the doorknobs. Mrs. Twombly herself. Blythe says, I knew it. Wait, what? Russell points out that they found the fingerprint on the fingerprint scanner, and it was a match. Blythe wonders why she would steal them. And Mrs. Twombly comes out and says, I have no idea who you're talking to, but I didn't steal them. I sold them. Blythe asks why. They were your life. You loved them. And Mrs. Trombley says, yeah, but they're worth a lot. Now I have enough money to buy all the abandoned buildings that I need for her dream. She shows Blythe the blueprint she got, which is, for her dream, the littlest pet street. A little corner of downtown city centered around pets and the people that take care of them. And Blythe really likes the idea. So, um... I guess we're going to slightly spoil a little bit. We we kind of already have been doing uh like the uh missed potential a little bit earlier with the um the whole spiel about like the pets not being as tied to the pet shop. So <laughs> the littlest pet street, the opening of the littlest pet street is the like series finale it is this season's pet fest essentially except they're building it out from the second episode they're setting a goal and then we see the steps to see it get there whereas with the pet fest we see the steps to get it there and and then we get the idea for pet fest like a few episodes before it happens. So this season, stuff is going to happen to get Littlest Pet Street up. 
So this is another way that they're just laying the groundwork for, you know, a, a plot, a, a thing, a thing to chase. They are chasing something. And you know what? I, I like that they're doing this. However it ends, I like that they're deciding to chase something. And it's nice. So, like, one more scene left to go. It'll be quick. So in the day camp, Blythe thanks Russell for heading the investigation, and she also apologizes and says that she was obsessed. But now she realizes she has all the time in the world to read the journal. And then this could have kind of turned into a thing where Russell could have said, I didn't mean it in a bad way, Blythe. I'm just concerned. And it could be, like, a whole thing about how, like, saying, hey, I find this trait of yours to be negative at the moment, like, doesn't necessarily reflect on them as a person. It's a complex lesson, but I think this is a very easy in. Like, Russell obviously understands the importance of the journal, and the importance of Blythe's mom. But at the same time, Russell wants her to, like, be alert of what's around her and not get too caught up in it before she goes down a bad path. Like, it seems, it seems complicated, but it's actually, like, a really easy lesson to teach. And I don't know why more kids shows don't try and teach that where like saying hey like you're being obsessive or hey that's bothering me like that doesn't mean I don't like you as a person it just means this specific action I don't like and it could be a whole thing I said this is going to be quick and I deviated into another like missed potential thing so meanwhile Penny, Vinnie, Sunil and Zoe come back through the tubes saying they've won everyone congratulates them and wonders how they're going to celebrate Zoe brings out an old bag of hearty time pet food and it appears to smell Blythe asks didn't they go out of business years ago and Zoe says that it's from her personal stash so this is what I was talking about earlier. Because, like, like I was going to say, like, the, like, pet food, like, the website that uh, the three went to originally was, like, about old pet food commercials. And so when they said pet foods of the past, I thought, well, yeah, these are old pet food commercials. But because it says pet foods of the past, that could be a subcategory within, like, old pet food commercials because there could be like pet food commercials for pet food businesses that are still running uh, in there and Hardy Time isn't one of those like, I guess the pet food business has to be a bit more cutthroat in this universe because like w- one person pretended to be a pet psychic to advertise their product And that was a sinking ship in and of itself. And, like, this pet food company, 
from I I don't know like certainly not 20 years ago like less than 20 years ago essentially I don't know how old Zoe is supposed to be or necessarily how animals age although it does appear that they age at the same rate as humans in this universe at this point in time but if we're based on that like Zoe's not older than 20 so from less than 20 years ago is out of business as well so Sunil and Penny aren't going for it but Vinny does. He swallows some and says it tastes like old tires, but he loves it, though, because he was really hungry. And that ends the episode. And for the most part, this is a really, like, tight episode. Like, it does what it needs to do. It, like, sets up, like, like the hamster tubes are still up, and it sets up the Littlest Pet Street idea. But also, like, the episode itself is tight. Like, there's not a lot of, like, room for, you know, breaking it down. It's just it's just solid and well put together. That said, I am particularly good at finding uh, breaking points. But in general... Like, this episode is just well put together. Like, there's no, like, downtime necessarily. There's just, like, it keeps going. And it's, like, not that, like, the no downtime is bad. It's just it's just one of those things that just keeps going. And it's just, like, there's not a lot you can really say on it. It's just, this is what it is. And it does well. It's a good episode for what it's worth it's just not not as crazy and out there as some other episodes but uh you know what it's still it's still good it's still fine and that should be it for this episode of the littlest pet cast be sure to leave a comment and review on Shout Engine, on Apple Podcasts, on the Google Play Store, and wherever RSS feeds go when they want to perform pet acapella or pet vocal harmony, whatever the case may be. And be sure to tune in for the next episode, Ivan the Terrific. And I shall see you then.